Hey there folks, this is Rob Woods and welcome to episode 126 of the Fundraising Bright Spots podcast. This is the show for anyone who works in fundraising and who wants ideas and maybe a dose of encouragement to help you raise more money and really enjoy your job. Today, we're looking at how you can free up greater confidence and resourcefulness by consciously making use of your strengths. My guest, Jo Dew, is an expert in this area. She has 20 years experience working in the charity sector. And for example, during the five years she was director of fundraising at the East Anglia Air Ambulance, fundraising income rose from nine million to 14 million pounds per year. For the last few years, her company, Life Coaching Cafe, has focused on helping charity leaders and teams to be happier and more successful through various team training and coaching services. She has also regularly spoken at the weekly workshops that we provide to fundraisers in our Bright Spot Members Club. One of the most popular sessions helps you deliberately make use of your strengths. Our members have loved it, so I'm really pleased to have finally arranged for Joe to come on the podcast and share these ideas with you. I always leave Joe's sessions with new insights and a sense of what's possible and this conversation was no different. I hope you like it. Hi Joe. welcome to the podcast. Thank you, it's very nice to be here. Thank you for making time for it. You've done various excellent sessions for our Bright Spot Members Club over the years and uh, for a while we've been meaning to actually record some of these ideas to help our podcast listeners as well. So I'm going to get into it pretty quickly, if I may, because half an hour isn't very long to tackle a big subject. You are an experienced fundraiser and leader, and a lot of what you do now is helping teams and leaders be more effective and to succeed in an enjoyable and healthy way. You help people with well-being and so on. One of the things you do to help them is to understand and make more conscious use of their strengths. So I wanted to do an episode on that subject. I guess, to me, the logical starting point is, why do you think human beings often don't try to look at their strengths more? We do tend to do things the other way around and worry about the things we're not very good at. Why is that? Yeah, it's a really interesting point, isn't it? So obviously, we, as humans, we have a negativity bias. So our brain is trying to keep us safe. So it's looking for the things that are wrong in our environment and wrong with us in order to try and fix those. And it's doing that for a good reason. So thanks, brain, because we want to stay safe. But then we don't necessarily need to do that about ourselves in the same way that we may have done in the past when we were living in a cave and trying to spot tigers in our environment or threats in our environment. So it's a natural human thing to have a negativity bias. So we don't need to feel bad about it. But what we can do is actively find our positivity uh, bias to equal that out, really, and then play to our strength. Yes, that makes sense. And even just at a really layman's terms, layman's appreciation of this, it seems to me that someone like Lionel Messi, who many people would consider is extraordinarily successful at his chosen thing, it seems to me he probably doesn't worry too much about his ability to head the ball from corners or to you know be really robustly physical in defence. I have a sense that from early on, he discovered he was very strong at certain elements of football, such as close skills and dribbling, and he's got better and better and better at those things. So even just at this, in simple terms, it seems to me that people who end up doing really well are forever 
worrying and apologizing for their weaknesses. They embrace who they naturally are. In terms of your work with teams and leaders and so on, I know you've got a a particular tool which we'll come on to that helps us more easily and consciously be able to know what our strengths are and then use them. But I know that you've used that tool and a session that goes along with it with lots of different teams. And this is one of the things they've found especially useful. Yes, absolutely. So we play to our strengths. We're actually 8% more productive, three times more likely to report a high sense of well-being, six times more engaged in our work, and 15% less likely to want to leave our job. And that's because by playing to our strengths every day, we end up in a positivity spiral, spiraling upwards with more positive results. So playing to things like our leadership or love of learning or our curiosity, for example, those are things that we can build into our work and mitigate, uh, use to mitigate our challenges. So by focusing on the positive aspects of us, our positive traits, we can still meet our challenges, but it will create much more energy and positive feelings and emotions than trying to fix our weaknesses. Yeah. And are there any examples which spring to mind of when this has been helpful for fundraising teams? Yeah. So I've seen it on an individual level when people quite often are preparing for an interview and they want to feel more confident. They might come to me and we might talk about their strengths and playing to their strengths then gives them that confidence. And they have those kind of signature strengths, those top five that they can draw on in the interview. And then equally with teams, some of the best work I've seen is when I've worked with teams who then start to play to their strengths. They play to the complement of strengths across the team in combination. So I've seen teams who have built this into their appraisal system. So minimum once a year, the line manager and the team member would talk through what strengths have they been using and how has that been positive and what positive results has that found? And then a medium-sized charity that I work with started to build it into a weekly listening session with a colleague so they would strength spot things that they'd seen the other person do really well that week and share and reciprocate those stories week on week and they actually went on to do that for years finding each week they were coming up with fresh positive examples of how they'd play to their strengths. Yeah I've just got a flashback to a role I once had and I don't know if the person who did me this kindness had been on a a course or not or maybe it was just a, a, a skill that was she was very good at I specifically remember a time when someone proactively gave me some clear feedback not about something I'd messed up a weakness but about something she'd noticed me do in a meeting earlier that day and she was specific about it and she told me why she thought it was good and the positive effect it had on our colleagues And even though in a way it was a small thing, and at some level I was kind of aware that I had done that meeting quite well, just that two minutes of simple, clear, not overdramatic, you know, not over-emotional, but considered, I think, accurate feedback really made quite a strong difference to my own confidence in realising that, no, I really am quite good at this thing, even though I'm really painfully aware I'm bad at some other things. And that and a couple of other things really made quite a big difference, actually, even in my confidence in that role, but also my future career direction, where I did end up really leaning into and more embracing those things that I was better at and that came more easily to me. Yeah, absolutely. 
and then you can build on that the more you focus on the positive the more you'll see a positive result and then the more opportunity you'll have to continue to express that strength and be appreciated and appreciating other people's strengths once you've got that common language so by using a strengths tool like the one we're probably will talk about you've got a common language then of simple words that you can start appreciating someone else so you can appreciate someone's kindness their demonstration of hope their demonstration of leadership or love of learning for example and by having those same common languages those same common words for it and actively appreciating other people the person who does the appreciating gets the endorphins that kind of warm fuzzy feeling so does the person receiving and that helps to build even better relationships at work as well yeah that makes sense and i sense that for some of our listeners that might feel too big a leap compared to the upbringing they've had about talking this way and being explicit out loud about these things or indeed their current work culture and so one thing I like about this session you've been doing recently with our club for fundraisers is that you don't even need to do that bit to get value from this strength finder exercise. A lot of the value is simply for the listener themselves to know what their relative strengths are, their values are. And even just that, even if no one else has had this training from you, there is a power to that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been shown that even by filling out a strengths questionnaire or sitting and reflecting on what your strengths are, even just that process of reflecting on what's good in you, what are the bright spots of your character, then actually that gives you a strong positive emotions that will help support you in doing things challenging, but also things to the best of your skills and abilities. Yeah, and I can attest to this because uh, the last time you did this session for our club, it didn't take very long at all, but you just put a list of these relative strengths on the slide and invited us to choose two or three that for us were relatively more important or more strong than the other seven. And like within 30 seconds of me making choices, like the, the, the ones I like really leapt out at me. I mean, I didn't mind the other ones, but the ones I liked leapt out at me and I wrote them down. And the simple act of doing that in 30 seconds gave me a lift. So I can really attest to how valuable this can be. Maybe one useful thing would be if you were to give us a sense of what, from that particular model, that tool that you use, what's a, a simplified version of that list? And it may be that our listeners, they're, you know, they're, they're out for a run or they're driving or something, so they can't write them down. But either they could pause and write these down, or as you share some of these main ones, they could just listen out for what are two or three that leap out at them. So would that be OK? Yeah, absolutely. So honesty, hope, curiosity humility, perspective, teamwork, creativity, fairness, forgiveness, kindness, and the appreciation of beauty and excellence. Great. And some of those are very meaningful in and of themselves. But on the slide, there was like a helpful sentence underneath each one, because you know, each of them could mean different things to different people. Could you just give a sense of a couple of those, including, for instance, perspective? And I didn't immediately understand what they meant. But if you give us a, that one and, a, and maybe one more, we, you, we can get a sense of how this fits together. Yeah, absolutely. So I think honesty is a really good one for that, because we would think, predominantly we're mostly all honest and I'm sure that's absolutely true but being quite courageous in speaking the truth is part of what honesty can also be 
and being sincere and almost transparent and also consistently you in different situations. So that's kind of the depth of explanation around honesty. Humility is about letting your actions kind of speak for themselves and enjoying the task, not necessarily in order to see the outcome. So you're enjoying the process of something, which I think is is another good one. Perspective is being able to search out wide counsel. So having lots of sources of perspective, but also um, having a way of looking at the world that kind of makes sense. You see things from lots of different angles and you're happy to kind of take in lots of different perspectives. So again, we know what lots of these words mean, which is why I think it's one of the most helpful tools there are. But equally, when we explore them in depth, even that, I think, adds to how we might want to bring them more into our work. So, yes, Joe, the way you're explaining those already is helping me get a greater clarity on some of these strengths. Do you want to give us a couple more? Yes, absolutely. So some other important ones are hope, which is expecting the best in the future, working to achieve it, but also believing that things can be better and be improved in the future. The hope is a really good one, fundraisers. Creativity, again, another one I think lots of us tap into, which is novel and productive ways of conceptualizing things. Um, it includes artistic achievement, but it doesn't have to. So again, we think creativity means I can draw, I can paint. I'm That's often the creativity, but it can mean a much wider thing than that. And kindness, one that I see in most fundraising teams, which makes a lot of sense, which is doing good deeds for others, helping them and taking care of them. So again, another really important strength that you can bring into your everyday work. Yes. And just you saying that reminds me of someone in our group when you you did it for the club. And she was saying just the act of choosing kindness as one of her top three. She could already see how when she gets stuck, ultimately, she's not being her usual kind self to others and certainly not to herself. And she was saying, actually, I know that kindness is a strength of mine. And just relaxing into that strength that I've got probably is going to change my energy even just thinking in advance about this difficulty is going to give me more options because I'm being more relaxed and being my kind self yes absolutely and you're drawing on one of the key things about playing to strengths so if we try and fix our weaknesses that will it's almost like a dark hole of energy suck that's going to seep into you and we'll it'll take more and more of our energy to continue try to fix our weaknesses but playing to your strengths will boost your energy so continue to give you lots and lots of little energy boosts in a positive direction so again this is why it helps you with problem solving with mitigating challenges because by playing to what's inherently you those signature strengths you can pick your top three and then have a total of top eight which are referred to as signature strengths by playing to those building those into your work thinking about if you've got a meeting coming up or a presentation or a pitch, thinking, right, which of my strengths am I going to draw on to deliver that pitch? Am I going to use my creativity? I'll probably use my humility. I want to use my love of learning to, to observe the audience. You can draw your signature strengths into the challenges you've got coming up and you will have both more energy, more excitement. It will feel more like you and you'll deliver better outcomes when you're in this tricky thing that you find hard much more than saying I need to build my confidence or I need to fix my pitching style for example. 
Hi, it's Rob, and I wanted to jump in quickly to tell you about our two flagship training programs. That's Major Gifts Mastery and the Corporate Partnerships Mastery program. They both start again in early May 2023. These programs help you make serious progress through a combination of masterclasses with me and individual coaching or mentoring support. A key ingredient that makes them effective is that in addition to the techniques we teach, we also put great effort into helping you build your confidence and proactivity to reach out and set up conversations or project visits or so-called test drives with potential supporters. We've found that almost everyone who does these programs manages to at least double their results in this crucial area. To give you a sense of how powerful this can be, here is Lily Whitlam, Partnership Development Manager at Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity, talking about how it helped her. I had had a session with my mentor and we had a discussion about, you know, what, what can I do to really press on those test drives? And it was just a case of chasing, chasing, you know, doing, putting together all that activity in December, knowing that in January it would pay off with these test drives. And once I'd had them, I, yeah, as I said, I had six in total. Um, and one of them has actually led to a million dollar donation from a company, which is absolutely unbelievable and something that we didn't think would happen, you know, but I think it's just a testament to that, that motivation, that clear focus that I had kind of from the programme and that focused activity between December and January. And that's something I'll kind of I'll carry with me, knowing that if you put in that effort in December for January, when it's traditionally a quieter month, people don't have much going on. I mean, I had the busiest January of my working career. And that was because I had that motivation and that focus. I knew what I was doing and just the energy I felt from it. And again, I'm not going to forget that energy. So I think it's only going to make the work I do next stronger because I, I know what that feeling was like. And it's something that, yeah, I can celebrate and feel really proud of. To find out more about either Major Gifts Mastery or Corporate Partnerships Mastery, go to brightspotfundraising.co.uk forward slash services. Right now, Let's get back to my chat with Joe. So if someone's listening and they see the logic in this, but they're not sure how to get started, what would you say? So you can start by thinking about strengths and actually spotting them in other people first. So you may not say it. You may just kind of start to notice those strengths in others because it is easier often to spot strengths in other people than it is in ourselves. So that's one really good way. A really great tool, which is completely free, um, you can use online, is a survey from veacharacter.org. So if you go to veacharacter.org forward slash take the survey, there's a strength survey on there, which will take 15 minutes. Um, and 25 million people have taken that survey. Um, and it takes 15 minutes to do. So you can do that. But equally, if that's not for you and you have less than 15 minutes, just spending five minutes at the beginning of a week thinking about which of your strengths you want to draw on for your week can be really beneficial. Um, and also doing it at the end of a week and or reflecting at the end of a week, which strengths did I draw on the things that make me me? Um, so, for example, honesty, that's a strength I can feel that I've had for, you know, as long as I can remember um, bringing that in a aware way to situations um, really helps build on positive outcomes for me, for example. So that's a really interesting phrase. And I wrote it down when you did the session with our group, the things that make me, me. And I definitely got that experience. Once I identified those three or four ones, which really 
unequivocally were my strengths, I felt. I've had a sense that people who know me best would would choose these three or four words up to be up there in talking about who Rob is and what he's like. And I felt a real power to getting clarity on that. Yeah, absolutely. Another way you can look at it is how might your best friend describe you? What three words might they use? Um, or how might a colleague that you work with particularly well reflect, if you reflect yourself, how do you think they might describe you? That's another really good way because we do have that societal and cultural um, block of um, lots and lots of humility about our strengths. So we, we sort of fight, we do fight that urge to write write down three things that are great about yourself if that feels uncomfortable. Try writing three things that a really good peer or colleague or friend would say about you and then you can probably get to the same place um, without your negativity bias sneaking in to uh, disrupt your work. <laughs> yes. And another thing I remember happened after that session you did the other day is I took your advice. Actually, it was at the end of the day rather than at the end of the week. But when I was tired and a little disgruntled about a couple of things that happened late on in the day, I quite deliberately asked that question, how did I play to my strengths today? And I remembered I'd done really quite well in a couple of things in the morning and I'd forgotten all about them. And that powerful question, how have I played to my strengths today, reminded me of that. And it basically allowed me to sort of turn my computer off literally and metaphorically, feeling like the day had broadly been a success rather than the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. The end of the day or the end of a week is a really good time to say, which of my strengths did I play to today? You're absolutely right. I did a presentation recently on fundraising resilience, walked off the stage. The first thing I thought of were all the things I'd forgotten to do and what could I have done better? And I talk about strengths every day and I still do that so naturally. And then at the end of the day, if I then went back and looked at which strengths did I play to, there were things I missed. There were things I'd like to have done better. But which strengths did I play to? And again, absolutely, you can end on a positive and particularly lasting on a Friday. I like to do it then. And then you start your weekend in a positive frame of mind. Um, and it's a really nice way to round off the week, I think. So I like that one. Yes, sometimes people call that feeling presenter's remorse, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Worrying about the three things that went wrong, not the... 17 things but that were really good and helped the audience and the other thing I was going to say Joe, is when I've done that after a piece of work after a project or after a meeting it's not that then I ignore the things that could have been done better and I stick my head in the sand and I don't try and improve I have some weaknesses and it's important to me that I try and mitigate for, for those things and make things better where I can it's just comes back to this key point you've been making several times today, which is about energy. And if I say, how did I play to my strengths in this presentation or in this project, it's likely for me to be clearer about that. My energy will go up, therefore my resourcefulness will go up. And therefore, if there are some things I need to work on, I'm more likely to be resourceful and proactive and confident in dealing with those compared to if I had just worried about the three things that had gone wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not about ignoring our weaknesses completely because they are there and we need to improve certain areas. Absolutely. And it's also not an excuse for people to say, here's the three things that make me me. And, you know, sort of 
shove it in people's faces and say, this is who I am and I'm not willing to change or bend or, you know, negotiate in a relate, you know, work relationship. So again, it's not about kind of standing firm in your strengths. It's about coming back to center. So it's saying, these are the things that are my, the positive bright spots of my character. I'm going to play to those most often, as many times as I can. When I've got a weakness, I'm going to approach it with awareness and I may use a strength to help me through the situation where my weakness might present itself. So I have a love of learning as a lead strength, for example, and I would typically come back to that. But I have to actually do the work that goes with my love of learning. I can't not apply. I can't read 100 books and never actually sit down and think, how does that apply to the context and the work piece of work that I'm doing? It won't help me make progress. But to always tap back into my love of learning. So it's awareness, exploring, and then applying your strength. Any other tips you found about how we might live with, but also proactively overcome what you've mentioned as the negativity bias? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we were saying it doesn't mean we ignore our weaknesses. Our brains will find those naturally. It's giving the positivity our greater attention. So a good rule of thumb is a five to one ratio of focusing on your strength versus being aware of your weaknesses and that will create more positive feelings positive feelings will give you more energy and you'll have more more and more positive feelings and energy to continue to do your best work yeah and I'm guessing that for some of our listeners five to one might sound quite a big stretch so even if that seems too overwhelming just any attention at all you give to working out what your top two three or four might be from Joe's list and just today seeing if you can spot times when you play to your strengths and that be a start and then in due course build to ever more in the direction of of even five to one has got to be a a great shift in momentum i would suggest joe really interesting stuff thank you ever so much for coming to share these with our podcast listeners if people are listening and they want to find out more about the kinds of sessions that you do for charity teams where could they find you yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so you can find me on LinkedIn and on my website, thelifecoachingcafe.com. And I do strengths sessions one-to-one with people preparing for an interview or into a new leadership role. And then team sessions where we look at the combination of your strengths and how you can play on the unique combination of your team to both get more energy and get the best results. Great. And I know there's various other tools and concepts that you help leaders and teams with as well as this stuff with strength finding joe thank you ever so much for your help i really appreciate it and i look forward to catching up with you another time thank you very much lovely to spend time chatting about strengths with you rob thanks joe i hope you found our conversation helpful i'm really excited about the new episodes that we're working on at the moment so if you've not already subscribed to the fundraising bright spots show please do that now so that you don't miss out over the next few weeks You can find a full transcript and links to various resources in the podcast section of our website, which is brightspotfundraising.co.uk. Now, if you're a corporate or a major donor fundraiser and you'd like to find out more about our two long-standing programs, that's Corporate Partnerships Mastery or the Major Gifts Mastery Program, the next ones start in May 2023. To find out more, check out the information on our website, 
at brightspotfundraising.co.uk forward slash services. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do take a moment and share it on with anyone else who you think it might help so that we can spread the word and help as many charities as we possibly can. Thank you very much. And if you want to get in touch, Joe and I are both on LinkedIn. On Twitter, I'm at Woods underscore Rob. And Joe's website is lifecoachingcafe.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Best of luck with making the most of your strengths and do let us know how you get on. I look forward to sharing more Bright Spot examples with you very soon.